0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Producers Podcast. I'm Ty Fuji, the producer of Sandy and Sean, and I'm joined by... John Simmer, producer of The Morning Show with Schlereth and Evans and Chad and Nate. All right, so Russell Wilson's contract, a new $245 million uh, extension over five years, adds on to the remaining two years he has on his his deal, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's $165 million guaranteed. It's not a fully guaranteed contract. Right. So, what do you think this means for... The Broncos going forward, like it's nice that they're not that Russell didn't break the bank for this deal. He didn't reset the market. He's not completely screwing the Broncos, right? Right. Especially since he had them over over the barrel. Like all the negotiations were was just Russ says I want this number, Broncos give him this number, and he didn't go for it.
1: Right. Um, Well, (laughs) I don't know if the uh, the negotiations were were that easy, but we had Schefter on in the morning. And um, he said that obviously they had been in talks basically since Russ. I was, I'm sure you know talk, talks were being had before the trade was actually finalized, but it was more of like a handshake agreement right. between Peyton and um and the Seahawks. So uh, I'm sure you know contract negotiations were were being discussed well before um before they were announced even today, but. Uh, Schefter said something kind of interesting this morning in, when he was on with the morning show, and it was that he thinks that the um, the new ownership group kind of set things back in the sense of just waiting to finalize right. it all. Um, and this is like, you know, it's not only a momentous occasion that when we traded for Russ and then we got, you know, our ownership group in place, and now we've extended Russ, but this is kind of like a culmination of all those things. Right, Finally you know, like crescending into, into what the Broncos hopefully will be, you know, for the next five to seven years, which is headlined by Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, if everything goes right. You know, it's those two guys who are going to lead us for the better part of the next decade, which is awesome. But, um, again, Shepter kind of said, you know, that they probably wanted to, and I think it's smart too, is, you know, when you get an owner like um, Walton specifically and then the Walton-Penner group, is they didn't just kind of rush into things. They just kind of wanted to sit back, take a view of the landscape, and then um, paired with Russ, like you said, not taking a crazy deal. Um, the main topic that's going to be discussed for for today and probably the rest of you know throughout the next couple of years is how team friendly this deal is and how much it's going to benefit the Broncos moving forward. Because again, like you said, it doesn't kick in till the another two years and I think it's like mid 20s 20 million is um his cap hit for this year and next year and then it hits so it just shows again Russ is committed to winning when he came here and said he wants to play 10 or 12 more years he wants to win three or four more Super Bowls a lot of people can take that as hyperbolic a lot of people can take that as even corny knowing how Russ is but I think he's genuine with that and I think his actions have also proved that as well
0: yeah because a lot of a lot of quarterback a lot of quarterbacks in this when they talk about, yeah, I, I want to win. I want to win Super Bowls. But, you know, it's all, it all comes with a caveat, the asterisk, that I want to wet my beak a little bit too, right? But, no, Russ knows his legacy is tied to Denver, what he right. does here, and he's has, he has his eyes on the goal. He, well, he knows exactly what he's here to do. And, yeah, ex- when the deal kicks in. What's really nice is it. it's in this current quarterback market, mm-hmm. Right. And when it kicks in, it's going to look like a bargain. And anyway, oh, especially yeah. with Lamar Jackson coming up.
1: Well, and I mean, look at the look at the Patrick Mahomes deal when he signed that. That was, if I'm not mistaken, that was a record-setting deal at the time.
0: Yeah, it was the first time the NFL came close to MLB money and, yeah. and, and NBA money. Yeah,
1: and I mean, obviously, I think it was like ten years. So yep. Um, but I think the guarantee money was record-breaking, and you know we're what a couple years into that, and yeah. he's already pretty far down the list in terms of, like, annual salary. So yeah. um, I think it's going to be the same exact thing that we see with, like, a Mahomes now. And like you said, yeah, we got we got Lamar coming up. You got Justin Herbert coming up. Yeah. You got Joe Burrow in the next couple of years. Josh Allen just signed a deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks are in, again, Shetcher said this, and I thought, you know, it's, it's obvious, but it still, I think, needs to be hammered home, is the quarterback market never gets cheaper. It only gets more expensive right yeah it's only gonna go
0: up right it's and only I gonna think, go
1: up, and I think also too, you know like a power couple like Russ and Sierra, like you said, you know he's about his legacy, he wants to be known for winning, and um between the two, I mean money's not tight, you know, so yeah, and he's not. he reset the market already with his uh first contract with Seattle, um or I guess his like first renewal with Seattle. Um so he's already done that and I think again you know when he's what 32 years old I think when you kind of go through the things Russ has been through just you know in his professional career and I'm sure off the field as well but he's already been to two Super Bowls should be the winner of two but it's yep. the winner of one uh we won't talk about the one that he did win but he um he's already been through so much when you're 32 and I'm 29 about to be 30 I think you're around the same age you know, a couple extra years of life from where we are is you kind of start to bring in a lot of insight. And if you're rich, as Russell is, I don't want to, like, try to think in the mind of Russell Wilson, but what we've been presented as who he is as a man and as a person, this falls a 100% in line with how he's presented himself to Broncos country since he's arrived in Denver.
0: Right, right. And I remember reading all all the way back in 2013, 2014, that he he was on record saying, "I want to be the greatest quarterback of all time." Like that's his focus. That's like that's been his uh, been his goal all along. And getting so close in the uh, Super Bowl well, forty nine, I, I mean that's got to kill him. That's mm-hmm. got to eat away at him. And all the years of decline, going down and down with the organization not really supporting him. Sure. I mean, that's got to. I mean, now he's it's in a situation. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It, it. Of course, we know it as Denver fans, right? Right. And now he's in a situation where he has basically more control than he ever has. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's an organization that's ready, willing, and able to support him to really get to that precipice. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's a good point because as well, you know, you
1: obviously, you know, the old adage, actions speak louder than words. But the act to even get Russ to Denver showed a lot of trust to begin with. Um, 100%. And I, you knew he was going to get a new contract eventually, but to give up, quote-unquote, that much and more, if you're in Broncos country, it's more of what they gave up in terms of draft picks. Yeah. But you will you will gladly give up, you know, three, four, some people would even say five first-rounders if it meant getting a quarterback, the quality
0: of Russell Wilson. Yeah, especially ending this five-year slump.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, he's better than, you know, Is a half-decade of just... Yeah, I mean, dude, we were. I mean, think about it. it was not. It was a year ago. We were trying to convince ourselves about getting excited for Teddy versus Drew. Yeah,
0: it, it was just earlier in the year that we were er, that Nate was trying to trying to convince us that
1: yeah, it, it, Drew Lock,
0: Drew Lock, maybe give him another chance. Right. It, it ain't so bad. Right?
1: right, right. Well, and it's. I mean, I guess and not to go too far down the Drew Lock rabbit hole, but I guess it is true in the sense that he was never really. Put in a position to quote unquote thrive, but at the same time, I mean it's the NFL, and and he never really flashed enough to um to really you know kind of get excited about if you were you know if you are to look at it objectively, um you know if you and again just real quickly just tie a bow on it you know Drew Lock when I think of Drew Locke, I think of the Charger game obviously um, when they came back at Mile High and the uh, the Texans game when the Texans were, like, actually pretty decent. I think Deshaun Watson was playing that year. Um, they yep, made the playoffs was. that year for sure. I know that. Um, but that's it, you know? And it was just kind of like... And then, you know, the Falcons game a couple weeks later, we got absolutely slaughtered, so...
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it... it, And it's really just a case of Locke. He doesn't produce, and he can't really take coaching. And that's... <laughs> and it, the, the huge thing. When right, I think of sure. Locke, when I think of Locke, I think of the Saints game, sure. the COVID game, right? And that's just a testament to Locke's lack right. of leadership, the lack of leadership that the organization has had the past few years. Right. And now they have that in Rust. They have sure. someone they can really rally behind.
1: Well, and start yeah, and again, it's again, it's a culmination of just yeah. like all, it seems like yeah, the, over the, the last calendar year, almost after about six years of seeming like the Broncos could do nothing right, it was as if now we can't do anything wrong in the yeah. aspect of just like hiring. Obviously they need to go produce on the field. But and what's kind of funny is, you know, the catalyst of all this is George Payton. And yeah. the, the the um the job that George has been able to do, you know, um since, you know, I guess post Vic era. And I think it's kind of funny and a little ironic that Vic and John Elway, the two not necessarily Vic as much as John, but you know, John Elway's kind of assimilated with, you know, the post-Super Bowl drought, um, not being able to kind of rebuild after, um, or even willing to acknowledge that we needed to rebuild after Super Bowl 50. And then Vic, of course, was just not the right coach. Um, But those two being in collaboration with hiring Peyton is just kind of like the irony that (laughs) runs within the (laughs) NFL, you
0: know? Honestly, you think Peyton's comments about – was the reason I came. It, that had a little bit of a double meaning. Like, yeah, I knew I know this guy's out, but as soon as this guy's out, I can get I can get Wilson. I can get my guys.
1: Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't thought of it that way, but I think that's a perfect example. And I mean, also that's just kind of who Peyton is at this point too. Yeah. Um, with the the soundbite um, talking about the kicker and Sam Martin, and basically saying that uh, it had or. I'm sorry, the Broncos said it was nothing about money. And then Sam Martin's agent said that they asked the punter to take a take a pay cut. Um, and then when asked about that a couple days ago, Peyton didn't even address the question. He, like, danced around it as yeah. like as well as he does. He played, like, you know, a politician a little bit. But he did it with class. He was like, you know what? We wish Sam all the best. And, you know, he's a good punter or whatever. But, you know, he... Wish him the best. Just it's not going to be the best with the Broncos, and we right. move on. And then he went on to like pump up Corliss Waitman. So that's just who George Payton is. And honestly, that's the kind of GM I want yeah, leading my football yeah, organization. That's,
0: that's the kind of culture. That's the kind of leadership that you want in your organization from top yeah. to bottom, like GM, coach, and and uh, player level.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's possible we might even see Sam Martin in the playoffs because he just got signed to Buffalo.
0: It, you might see him win a ring.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't, eh, maybe. Yeah. That okay. Buffalo's pretty stacked. Yeah. They um, are. But I had one question. You said something that made me um, think of just kind of like a conversation topic I have with just like a lot of friends in general. Is just, do you assimilate the most winningest quarterback with the greatest quarterback? So, like Tom Brady, he's obviously won the most Super Bowls of all time. And this kind of ties back to Russell Whistling because you said, And it's true, he wants to be known as the best quarterback of all time. Does that mean, and I'll pose the question this way, does Russell Wilson, being the greatest quarterback of all time, does that mean winning three, four Super Bowls here with the Broncos and, let's say, never winning an MVP, never throwing for over 5,000 yards, never throwing for more than 35 touchdowns, or winning one or two Super Bowls and let's put this over his contract, so a seven-year span, yep. one or two Super Bowls, with a couple MVPs, kind of like Peyton, a couple MVPs, a year where he throws for over five thousand, and like maybe a couple years where he throws for over fifty touchdowns.
0: Say, ah uh, man, so <laughs> the kind of the way I complete the the goat, as opposed to the most successful quarterback, mm-hmm. like it, it, that's kind of how I differentiate Peyton and uh, and Tom Brady. Peyton is individual excellence just throughout his entire career, mm-hmm. just to just top of his game. But Tom Brady, I would say, is the most successful quarterback because, to me, Super Bowls are team accomplishments. you, sure. you can't win without a proper team around. You can't win that without the defense. You can't win when your special teams are costing you your games. You can't win when uh, you receive when your uh, offensive line, your, your receivers, your running backs are letting mm-hmm. you down. So, honestly, honestly to me. The Super Bowl arguments, yeah, you have to have something to show for it. You have to have something mm-hmm. to show for your excellence. So, to your point, I think like two or three Super Bowls paired with a few MVPs that would, that would constitute the you put him in the conversation of the greatest to me. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah.
1: So maybe maybe I shouldn't I'll, have I'll, I'll, maybe I shouldn't have hogtied you with with specific numbers just because he's kind of in the later latter part of his career. Um But what, I guess, let me pose it this way because this is a better question. What, to you, would Russell Wilson have to accomplish? And obviously it's with the Broncos because he's not going to go to another team unless something drastic happens and we have bigger problems. Yeah. But what, in your opinion, would Russell
0: have to accomplish to actually be, let's just be generous, top five of all time? Top five of all time? He's going to have to win some Super Bowls because the conversation... Well, sure. The NLBL right. naturally, will always be right. Super Bowls. Because that's that's Tom Brady's case. Okay, let's he start there. Has, How many Super yes. Bowls do you think? Uh, Russ has one right now. Mm-hmm. To put him in the conversation of top five. He'd have to win three more. Okay. Put, put him on the same level as as the Montanas, the mm-hmm. Bradshaws, well, albeit with better individual excellence.
1: Right. Big yeah. Bradshaw. Yeah. yeah, Bradshaw's, like, one of the worst, <laughs> yeah, like, he, statistical winning quarterbacks. Yeah, I think, right? I think the only,
0: like, worst statistical Hall of Fame quarterback is Joe Namath.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is, for sure. But yeah. Bradshaw's out yeah.
0: there, too. Yeah, he has to have that those dynasty totals. Okay, so rings. you said
1: three to four more Super Bowls? Yeah, three to four. Any MVPs in there? Because, again, you got to remember, he's never won an MVP. I don't or, think he's no, ever I'm sorry, MVP never gotten bow. an MVP vote, yes.
0: Yeah, So, but, yeah, he, he does have to have... The MVP conversation, like, like, granted, every quarterback who's considered to be the GOAT in the mm-hmm. top five, they have won at least one yeah. MVP. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Tom Brady's won MVP. Peyton Manning's won MVP. I mean, ba- back in the day, going all the way back to Elwin Marino, they've won MVPs when they were considered mm-hmm. in the conversation, right? So, yeah, he, Russ has to win at least one MVP.
1: Okay. Any other accolades
0: that kind of like stick out in your mind? Honestly, the, those are the only two that really that really matter. Because the conversation now this will is again come back top to three of accolades. all
1: time, all time. Do you think Russ is already that accomplished? I almost think it's not, and, I, and again, it could be hyperbole. But I don't even know if it's possible. for us can be top three, let alone referred to as he would have to, in my yeah. mind, playoffs every year. Yeah, every no doubt. Year. No exceptions. AFC championship appearance, let's say seven years. So, just because that's how his contract is. So it's, mm, yeah, let's just say seven years. That's fine. Yeah. Out of seven years, I would say obviously playoffs every year. AFC championship appearances, no less than four. Super Bowls, super Bowls, you got to. Man, you would he would legitimately have to maybe so maybe I might be off in my AFC uh, championship here. He'd have to appear in like four and win three at the very least. Yeah, and then he would have in the way he would do it. He would have to carry the Broncos at least a couple of those years. Maybe not in the play in the um, regular season, but in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. like he has have he a couple to have where he moves. throws two to one interception ratio. Or no picks at all. Things like that. Where it's like undoubtedly he was the best player on the field. Yeah, one hundred percent. He has to multiple have, games in a
0: row. He has to have some of those big moments. He has to have some of those special like NFL lore moments. Yeah.
1: And comebacks too. You yep. know, and he's gonna have to like a winning record versus the Chiefs potentially, you know, win the division a couple times. Um but it's gonna take a lot. And I think you're right. I think it does it does boil down to obviously championships, but you know, then when you look of, over the whole body of work, because a lot of people say he's already a Hall of Famer now. Um, I think he's borderline. I'd have to take a look yeah. deeper I, into it.
0: I, I'd say Hall of Fame, but not first ballot. Uh, he He's going to get sure. in eventually, but it's more a case of, you know, Ken, Ken Anderson.
1: And even if, so then let's say he comes up short in a couple of those years. Say we make, again, like Peyton. So mm-hmm. maybe he's here for five years. We make, let's say... Three, let's say we make two, same thing as Peyton. So we're, yeah. he's here for five years, we make two, win one. Um, but if he's able to show that he transformed his game, because he's known yes. as like a running quarterback, which isn't necessarily true, but he's more of like, a, so if you were to divide it, in my opinion, he's like a scrambling quarterback, not a running quarterback. Yeah, Lamar absolutely. Jackson is a running quarterback. Michael Vick is a running quarterback. Yeah. Russell Wilson is a scrambling quarterback. He yeah. get he scrambles out of plays to try to extend them, but he doesn't always look to do that first. If he and was to go know, ahead. save his own life. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cuz he's he is he's a smaller quarterback as well. But if he was able to show in his time in Denver as well that he completely changed that narrative and yeah. went from like a more, quote-unquote, cerebral quarterback where he sta- he stands in the pocket, he's making checks at the line, He's making um, audible cues at the line. He's commanding the offense while putting up good numbers while leading the team. I think that could be enough given, again, yeah, five absolutely. years, maybe an MVP or top three MVP voting, and then a Super Bowl win with two Super Bowl appearances. I think that would do it to potentially put him, again, we're talking about top three. I don't yeah. think top three. Uh, again. Maybe top ten. Yeah. It's it's a hard it's yeah, a hard again, thing to getting, do when you really up, start to spice it.
0: Yeah, getting up to that tier, up to that echelon. I mean, that's 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 hard considering he's already 33. He's already on a short time. He has only a 7-year window, which can be a long time, but it considering how stacked the AFC is, considering where he's at, like he like you're right, he's going to have to evolve just like Peyton Manning did. Right. Like as his body degrades. Like, he's not going to be able to throw that moon ball as well. Well, He's not going to be able to scramble as well.
1: That can help him as well, though, the whole AFC narrative. mm -hmm. Um, Assuming that it is, you know, still still tight. And, I mean, hell, even if the AFC West, I mean, you look at it, it doesn't really seem like it's going away anytime soon. Obviously, the NFL always changes. But, I mean, if you, again, if you do just a five-year window, if we win the division, hell, if it's as bad as it, kind of people are projecting. If you win the division twice, yeah, that's absolutely. pretty that's pretty damn good. If you win the division three or four times, then you know, then you're potentially talking about that. But I think that's more like Broncos country centric. Again, you know, it's it's funny how you kind of we kind of work out and kinda of do this workshop. It seems more and more improbable that he actually ever becomes the best of all time. Yeah. And no. again, that could be hyperbole. I think it is a little bit but, I mean, even to be, like, the Broncos, the best quarterback
0: for the Broncos of all time, yeah, even though, it's that's still a, a
1: mountain in and of itself yeah, that he would have to climb. Yeah, so. that's
0: still an enormous accomplishment.
1: Right. But it I, I'll tie a bow on it saying this, though. Having this conversation is a hell of a lot more therapeutic than Teddy versus Drew or Case Keenum or Joe Flacco, that's for sure.
0: Or Trevor Simeon or right. Paxton Lynch. Right. The list goes God, on. God, it's beautiful. Just... It's beautiful. The culmination of a basically $5 billion purchase by the Walton penner Group, now that Russ's contract. It's exciting, man. Yeah, it's... it's Broncos are back. Yeah, they're back heck, for seven years at least. Should be a great year. Should be a fun season. And the Russ era is looking bright. Thank you all for listening to another edition of Producers Podcast. I'm Ty Fuji.
1: I'm John Zimmer. Signing off. That's right.